The following is a presentation of Muddy River Sports. Once again, it's time to break it down as Benjamin Marth and Matt Shuckman bring you the Muddy River Prod Podcast, Muddy River Breakdown. Anybody call you Matthew ever? Uh, my mother. Your mother? Yeah. When I was in trouble. Yeah. Most people don't even call me Matt. That's true. So I mean, and you're right. Yeah, you're right. I I I can't tell you the last time I called you that. No, exactly. So you know what? You you've really found yourself on this earth when you just go by your nickname. Think about it, Chuck. Okay. Think about all the guys, the famous people out there that just go by their nickname. You will love this story. Freshman year of college, one of my baseball jerseys on, and it had just had Chuck on the back. Double zero, of course. Um, and somebody on our dorm floor heard guys talking to me. Then he saw my jersey. He did not put two and two together that they were calling me Shuck. He thought they were calling me Chuck. Then he saw my jersey, and he thought my name was Chuck Shuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that that gentleman did not... Uh, proceed through the academic system following his first semester of freshman year at Mizzou. No, it didn't sound like he probably got a four-year degree. He, I believe he uh, left with a 0.00 GPA. Wow. Man, yeah, oh he, man. he was not smart. It's not too much higher than mine or lower than mine. Um, um, yeah, so how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just kind of getting into that summer vibe, you know? Yes, we're going to do one more show next week. That's it? And then we're going to take July off. Oh, I thought we were done forever. No, we're not done forever. Well, unless you tell me you're not coming back. I'm here. Okay. I'm here for the long haul. So, yeah, and then we'll kick it back off first week of August as we get ready for football and football practices kick off and then all the fall sports of soccer, volleyball, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you deserve a little bit of a break, Matthew. I am going to take part of July off, and we're going to shut down the podcast for that month. Correct. Again, there's not a lot of local sports happening in July outside of the Quincy Gems. So we used to have city golf. We used to have some other things in yeah, July, and those things have moved to different times, yeah. different weekends. So we're gonna we're gonna next week we'll wrap up kind of the the school year, kind of our our first uh, voyage through the podcast world. Correct. We'll kind of wrap that up next week, and then send you off into the summer fun. Then we got a lot to look forward and to. And then we have a ton to look forward to. Yeah. It's been a great year to begin with, just as far as, and we'll delve more into that next week. <clears throat> but we've had so much success on the local front, both prep and college level. <clears throat> Excuse me. They kept us, uh, kept us hopping a lot. Yeah. It so. was a fun year. There was a lot of success. There were some great storylines that came out of it. There was great emotion that yeah. came out of yes. it um, which usually so. does in in this area and, and high school sports in general that's what makes it fun Correct. college sports you know you get to see a lot of success as well but uh, specifically at the high school level yeah. it was fun to see and we kind of wrapped some of that up this past weekend when we had the muddy river showcase um great turnout great event i couldn't be happier with uh, everyone that participated um, with the sponsors, the people who volunteered, the people who the people who made this possible, I couldn't thank you enough because it turned out to be a great event. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad to see that that event is still forging on. I know that that was a number of years at the Herald Wig, and now yep. it's here with Muddy River Sports where it should be. And uh, kudos to you and thank everybody you. else who was involved. Brad Hoyt, yeah. obviously, John Wood Community College, a great. Uh, 
great cohorts in this venture. Uh, we couldn't do this without them, and they couldn't do it without us, I think. I think the two go hand-in-hand in putting this this on. And uh, Brad Hoyt, Chris Dusteker, yeah, tremendous job of all they do to put this on. And, again, kudos to the, the kids and the coaches, the players and the coaches, for playing in it, for being a part of it, for giving it their all, for being being passionate about it. It wasn't I – mean, they went out and played, and it was great to see. And, and so we'll do it again next year, and hopefully we'll have two more great games. And I think next year is going to be really entertaining. I agree. I think next year could be really entertaining because there's a lot of talent on both sides of the river who have played a lot of basketball from freshman year on. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. I agree. I mean, I look at it and and just from trying to brainstorm all of the players that I can think of that would be on both sides. And I think it's going to be a lot more competitive, a lot more yeah. uh, balanced when it comes to that. I think but, so too. But, but Missouri better, specifically on the boys' side, Missouri better get them this year, this next summer. Because I think after that, uh, I think it still kind of favors Illinois in a lot of ways. It does. After that year. It does. But when we'll you think of Quincy High, <laughs> the guys well, they've got coming. They're, they're, Quincy High's going to have a couple guys in the game next year, you would think. Right. So I think it's, uh, again, though, uh, we've made it a home now at John Wood Community College's Student Activity Center. It's where where the game's going to be played, continue to be played. Um, you can look forward forward to it the third June of Sat third Saturday third June of Saturday third Saturday of June. Can you tell? Tell I'm <laughs> just some vacation. I need man. some vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, just uh, again, a lot goes into it, and a lot gets taken out of it because of, of the the effort of everyone involved. And again, I couldn't be more pleased with how it turned out, and I couldn't be more thankful especially to the players and coaches yeah, for everything they did. Yeah, good deal. That was fun. That's great. Um, you know, you don't want to see that it's over, but in many ways you do want to see it's <laughs> yeah. over so you can move you, on. You turn the page, and, yeah. and, and, it, and kind of like what's going on the few days since then, we've had the Pepsi Little People's Golf Championships, and again, it's turning the page. Uh, this was the 50th annual Pepsi Little People's. Even during the year of COVID, they found a way to actually crown champions. Right. If, and if anybody remembers that, what they did is they had everybody basically play their home course and then turn in their scores, and they weighted it. If this course was a, a, you know, a par 72 at so many yards and this kid played a, a, you know, a par 71 at this many yards, they kind of weighted the scores a little bit and found a, they came up with a formula to make it work, but had a, basically had a virtual tournament. Um, for one year but it's been played in Quincy every year since every year other than that I should say it is the third longest running golf tournament at a single course ever wow are currently going like you know the Masters is number one sure there's an and there's another professional tournament I believe and if as far as junior tournaments it is the longest at a single course It's, it's been at Westview every year you know, we've seen some of these events come and go from this city. We've seen Gus Macker come yep. and go. Yep. Uh, we've seen, you know, an event like the the Titan Firecracker Classic get canceled this year. Yep. We've seen events like this kind of, you know, move and shake throughout the city. This one consistently has been here, Matt. Yes, it has. I know numbers have dropped over the years, but numbers have dropped all over the place, and there's more well, and junior when, golf tournaments to be played in. There was a, I think when it reached its peak there in the early 2000s, when it had 900, I think 944 was the most golfers ever 
for Little Peoples. And at that point in time, there were three or four junior golf tournaments other than Little Peoples that went on that specific week of June. Now there are 80, you know, that overlap. And you you just, you're not going to bring everybody in every year. But think about this. Over 50 years, 10,000 different golfers have played in the Little Peoples. Amazing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, no question about it. And a lot of them have played multiple times. You know, you have some that played as many as 15 years. Right. um, Because you can go from the time you're three until the time you're 17. Um, So it's been quite a run, and and kudos to Nan Ryan, the executive director of that, who has been in charge of that all 50 years. Unreal. And she is passing the baton now. This was her last run as executive director of the Little People's. Now it's somebody else's turn. It is. The Quincy Exchange Club is taking over. Uh, there are going to be more details come out in the, in, the, in the looming weeks to come on how the transition is going to work, what, what we can expect and all that. Um, there's some things <clears throat> that they have to iron out to make sure before they go public with everything. But the Quincy Exchange Club is going to run, run the tournament. Um, moving forward, they did a great job with Gus Macker over they the years. Did, no question. So I think it's in good hands. Um, Nan says she's coming back next year just to just to see people. No, not no official capacity or anything. She's just going to come back and shake hands and hug people and talk to people, and that's it. Is she, there is there anything you would change? I mean, is there anything that you look at and say, hey, yes. you know what what can we do to? You know, there's to, to one change things up. one specific thing, um, and I foresee it coming would be live scoring. I think that's the one major thing that that it needs that 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 has been lacking from it. Um, and again, nowadays, you know, especially with when you got your golfers in the, I would say, fourteen to seventeen, the, those top two age divisions for boys and girls, even the twelve and thirteen, everybody's got a cell phone. You know, so you walk along, if not a parent does, for the, especially for the younger kids. You know, that's what it takes. You can punch your, punch your score into, in, into an app, and you have live scoring all along. I mean, for example, yesterday, or Wednesday, it was the second round, as we record this on Thursday. Um, Wednesday was the second round, and Bo Eftink and uh, Braden Hayes, a kid from El Paso Gridley, and Bo Eftink, the Quincy Notre Dame, um, both birdied 17, the par five. They both were at that point one under. Didn't know if they were in the lead or not. Now, they were in the third to last group. They had heard rumblings that the groups behind them hadn't played all that well. But nobody knew where they stood. Nobody knew what they needed to do on, on 18. Yeah, that's tough. You know? yeah. um, and then Hayes ended up uh, birdie in 18. Um, and Efting took a bogey. Um but they ended up first and second. But they had no clue at the time. Now, if you had had live scoring, does it, did it, could it have changed what they hit off the tee? Could it have changed how they approached that? I, you don't know. But it could have. So I think that, that's the one. Um, I, there, there's not a lot that needs changed as far as that. But that's a big one. I, I think the technological side of it needs to to get up to date but and, and that's not a knock on on nan or the volunteers or the committees or anything little people's is run smooth we get the scores in a timely manner they do a great job of that they always have it's been i mean i've covered 30 plus of them 
between my time part time as a part timer at the Herald Wig when I used to go out and write down the scores by hand, yeah, and then go back and type them in. Um, we were reminiscing about that yesterday, Nan Ryan and I, or Wednesday, Nan Ryan and I were, and you know, it's been it's been an event that that has been a staple of my summer. Um, as far as coverage, as far as working it, you know, for 30 plus years. Yeah, I covered for almost 20 years um, back in my WGEM and television days. And that was, it, it, is, it is quite the thing to cover, yeah. especially when you're just a one or two man band, right. like, like you are, like I was, yep. where you're trying to put in scores into graphics and you're trying to make sure that you've got names pronounced correctly. You have no idea some of these names, nope. internationally specific, uh, specifically, are really, really hard uh, hard to, to, to pronounce. I had my best, I think one of my finest moments, though, shooting highlights probably 10 or 12 years ago. I got a hole-in-one. That's awesome. Um, from a South African golfer. And, you know, unfortunately, I was behind rather than in front seeing the ball come at me. But still, still. I was able to capture the moment yeah. um, when it all happened. And that was, That's you know, cool. you don't get a lot of chances to shoot hole-in-ones. No. Especially when a kid's 12 years old or yeah. whatnot. Um, I've never witnessed cool. one, so it was pretty cool. As many times, as many events as I've covered, as many courses as I've been on, and and especially that course, I know every inch of that course. Yeah. Um, it's also a, a, an event that I've been yelled at. I haven't been yelled at it by many events covered. Okay. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic. It's a golf parent is an interesting can be. Uh, individual can be. to to be uh, to to deal with and confronted with. And you know, golf is such an individual sport more so than a lot of the ones we cover. Yes. Um. You know that that there's a lot you know, they think is riding on these events. You yeah. know, right? And someone maybe maybe it is. And I mean, so there is something up for grabs. You are there, playing yeah. for something. And there's you know AJGA points come with it and. There, there's stuff on a national level that that is tied to little people, so that there, there is stuff at stake. But uh, they're still kids. Correct. Take a deep breath. Yeah, it's not life or death. Yeah. Sometimes you're dealing with a little bit of a different demographic. You're dealing with a little bit more of a you know an individual who is maybe a little bit more financially yep. better, not better, but uh, just more comfortable than others, and 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 that can play into a role. And there's it's just an interesting dynamic with uh, with. So that. you got yelled at. I did because you got in the way, or I guess they apparently felt like felt I you got were. into the way. You know, I was shooting off to the side of the putting green and. You know, uh, one parent thought I was a little bit too close okay, and uh, confronted me walking off the 18th hole and uh, basically told me that I cost their kid a scholarship because of <laughs> how close I was to the green. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you laughed in that parent's face. What we do does not cost a kid a scholarship. <laughs> Sorry. No matter no matter what. You better get used to the cameras if you're going to be playing at a high level. You know, and, and it's funny you bring that up because at a golf court, at a golf tournament is the only time I've had someone since I started shooting photos ask me if I could quiet my shutter speed. It bothered them while they were hitting. And I'm like, I'm hiding behind a tree so you don't see me. Right. And you're bothered by the shutter speed. Yet there's cars zooming down 36th Street. Correct. Like, and there's other, you know, there's birds and there's, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of noises. Yeah. So we didn't didn't take photos of that person the rest of the round. I love the game. Yeah. 
I understand some of the nuances of the game and the gentleman's way of doing things and this and that and and the noise and the don't walk through my line when I'm trying to put you know a lot of that stuff yeah a lot of it is garbage I, all right yeah. a lot of it is garbage what 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 I would tell most people is if you watch a lot of the golfers yeah you you show respect you don't do things in the middle of their swing um noise wise you don't start a cart up in the middle of somebody's swing and that stuff you show respect but most of these kids especially the the kids they're chat they're chatting with you like i'll i'll pull up somebody in a fairway as they're walking the fairway and we'll have a conversation as they're going to their next ball it's not like it's ooh hands off he's got to concentrate they're kids let them have fun and normally the ones that are like that that is stay away and don't you know those are the ones that crumble, yeah. right? When in in, yeah. in in the clutch, right? I mean, they're mental midgets. So, yeah, there's so much going on inside their heads they can't figure it out. But again, great event, great run of 50 years for Nan Ryan. You can read more about it at Muddy River Sports. Um, we had coverage of the entire event. So and, uh, I wrote a column about Nan. This being her last time around, so. One of my favorite things about Little People's was just the storylines that are involved. Yeah. There's so many. If you just walk around the putting green, practice green on a Monday before the, the round start, yep, there are so many good storylines. You know, all you got to do is just talk to a couple of the kids, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, exactly awesome stories. That's right. So I think that will continue. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. All right. I know you've got a lot to do to this week, so we're going we're gonna to have a short podcast this week. Right. But we can't neglect the top five. No, we can't because it's another good one. It is a good one. And, yeah. and, and I, I was struggling with ideas this week. And then I, I shot you a message with some, some thoughts. And we settled on this one. Right. And I liked it. And then I went in a wormhole last night. As I was trying to get my little people's coverage done on, on Tuesday night. I went Or Wednesday night. I, then I went down this wormhole. Because I wanted to make sure I got the words correct on, on, on our topic. And then I just... I, I was lost for a long time looking, looking, <laughs> watching clips. So our top five this week, yeah. favorite movie one-liners, sort of one-liners, favorite movie lines. And some of these are, for me anyway, my favorite movies and my favorite yeah. lines from those movies. I would right? agree. Some of those, yeah, I would agree. So There are some that, that I've used in, in print. I've worked into a story. There's some that I, yeah, resonate in my head. Yeah. Um, some I say with buddies, you know, and I'm not saying any, hell, I don't know if any of mine, I think one of mine might have appeared in a, in one of those best movie lines of right. all time type of lists. Yeah. Uh, some of these others would not have, <laughs> but they're just my favorites. Correct. So, and I, and I may, I, I have so many, I've, <laughs> as you can see on my note, because <laughs> I just kept going and going, which do I want to put in my top five? So favorite movie lines. I'll let you kick it off. Number five. One of my favorite movies growing up was Back to the Future with Michael ah, J. Fox. Okay. I loved that movie. Um, and not so much the ones that followed, but, uh, you know, as seems to be the case, a lot of the sequels aren't as good, obviously, as the original. So I went with a Back to the Future line um, for, for my, first, uh, my first top five here. And it goes to right, um, right as they're about to... You know, they're exploring the idea of going back to the future. Yes. And Michael J. Fox looks at, you know, Doc, and he says, wait a minute, Doc. You're telling me you're going to build a time machine out of a DeLorean? And they kind of look at each other inquisitively, 
And Doc kind of says, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And they kind of go from there. And I remember getting, I actually got to go in a DeLorean once. Oh, sweet. Yeah, an actual DeLorean. Not the time machine. I didn't get to go back. You didn't <laughs> you know, go back in time? Back in time. You weren't Marty McFly? Yeah, which kind of, I felt like that. Um, but Back to the Future is one of my, one of my favorite all-time movies. And uh, that line specifically when he's like, what are we doing here? Um, anyway, that's my number five. I'd go back to the future if Leah Thompson was waiting for me when I went back. Ooh, there you go. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What's your number five? Uh, well, I'm going to bookend my top five with baseball movies. Okay. So my number five, I debated which, which line from this movie to use. I had two, I have two favorites from this movie. Um, and I debated it. And there, there's two different scenes that are a, a couple of my favorites. The movie's The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's the uh, the scene where they get challenged by the team that has uniforms and rides their bike up and plays on a field, not in a sandlot. And and there's a little uh, the great Hambino, <laughs> Hamilton Porter, the catcher, right, has a little back and forth, and it, and he ends the uh, the verbal spat with, "You play ball like a girl." Love that line. <laughs> but my favorite line from the movie happens before. Benny pickles the beast, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, he you know, gets the dream with Babe Ruth in the dream. And as Babe Ruth is leaving, he closes the closet door, disappears into the closet. And he, he says one last thing to say to Benny, Benny, the jet rider, yeah. he goes, and it's remember kid, there's heroes and legends. Heroes get remen- remembered. Legends never die. Nice. Just that, nice. that has always resonated with nice. me. Good one. So the Sandlot. So you pick both lines there? No, or the, the last one. The last okay. one. You, know, you play ball like a girl's on my honorable mention list. <laughs> so number five was from the Sandlot. Number, number four. Number four. I mean, you really again, you can't go wrong with the Terminator movies with no. Arnold. I mean, you know, I'm watching this new Arnold show on Netflix called Fubar, um, which is it's kind of <laughs> interesting and different. But it's nice to see Arnold back on the screen. Um, but you know, it's one of those again, kind of bookending. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and the Terminator series. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, the two famous lines, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back. And hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. You know, those to me, I just love Terminator. <laughs> I yeah. just think it's, okay. uh, you can escape reality for a little bit. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger with his two famous yes. uh, quips in that movie. Um, my number four goes to one of my favorite actors. Um, and I, I debated which of two of my favorite movies of his to pick a line from. And I settled on Dead Poet Society. And that would be from Robin Williams, Oh Captain, My Captain. Now, the other one from that movie is Carpe Diem, Seize the Day, Boys, Make Your Life Extraordinary. Great movie. Great movie, but Oh yeah. Captain, My Captain. Nice. It just, there, it just, again, I, I hear it, and I, I mean, I've, and I've said it, I've said it on air, <laughs> I've just, I've used it. You know, how many times have we used it in references to sports? Exactly, all the know? time. But again, that the final scene where he gets ushered out and they stop and then they climb up on the desk, and the first one climbs up on the desk and turns and says, Oh, Captain, my captain, and just gets me every time. A lot of these movies, and even yours as well, we're talking about movies we grew up with, yes. movies that we, you know, I don't have any really. 
I don't have any modern movies, um, ones that have made, been made within the last 20 years even on my list, maybe no, 25. I don't either. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. So that's I'm kind of going back to my growing up and just things that resonated with me. So Top Gun was one of my favorite movies growing up. Okay. You know, I love that movie. And you could pick all kinds of lines yes. from that movie. Um, but this one is specifically from Tom Cruise's Maverick uh, character. When he says, I feel the need, the need, need for, for speed. speed. Yes. Love well, that movie. Well, I like the remake, too. The recent remake oh, was good. Top Gun Maverick was really good. Yeah. I saw there's, people saying the second was better than the first. No. I'm yeah, still uh, the original. To but I, th- there's a line in the second one um, where he's getting ready to, to to take off. And and the guy getting him ready says, I don't like that look, Maverick. And he, Tom Cruise smiles and the only one I got. <laughs> like, I like that line. Uh, my number three is from the movie Top Gun. No way. I feel the need. The need no for speed. No way. Yes, indeed. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about that? And we wow. seriously, we don't talk about these before we, we come in. Not. Yes. And so I, j- I just showed Ben my notebook to prove <laughs> that that is indeed my number three. Holy cow. Yeah. How about that? Unbelievable. Never. Didn't see that one coming. I did not either. Great movie, great flick. I mean, I just I don't I, I don't think our top two will be the same. I don't think so either. No. So all no, right, because my last two specifically, this one's off the wall. Okay, number two uh, because it's my favorite comedy of all time. Oh, okay. And it goes back to late seventies. Uh, Animal House is my uh, favorite comedy of all time. I could awesome. watch it. I used to watch it growing up with uh, with with some of my high school friends, and I we'd watch it like every weekend. Um, we were that dedicated to the movie. We loved it. Um, and it goes to Bluto, and Bluto is one of my favorite characters um, of all time. And when they're sitting around talking about, um, you know, this, you know, doom and gloom, and oh, you know, the, the you know, we're we're done, you know, fraternity mm. house is over with. And uh, and he looks at everybody and asks, you know, was it over when the Germans yeah, bombed Pearl Harbor? Harbor? And he says, hell no, you know. Yeah. Belushi's character does Bluto. And uh, and then the two, the two other fraternity brothers sitting on the couch look at each other, and one goes Germans question <laughs> mark, and the other guy goes you know forget it he's rolling you know and yeah. to me A great scene <laughs> just just Belushi and Bluto you know that character is uh, is 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 an all timer for yeah. me Animal House Bluto was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor is my number two my number two comes from a western. And I could have gone a variety of ways on my Western genre, but arguably one, this might be my all-time favorite movie. It'd be, it, that would be an interesting debate of what your top five all-time favorite movies are of just straight, but Tombstone would be one of mine, if not my f- all-time favorite movie. Um, a lot of great one lines in there. Mm-hmm. You're a daisy if you do. Um, so many things. Smell that bill? It smells like someone died. You know, you get, I could go on and on. But the best single line in that entire movie comes from Doc Holliday. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. Yeah, you have. <laughs> A lot of times. <laughs> so, again, I'm your Huckleberry. I like it. I like it, too. Good movie. I want to go I back and that watch movie. that. Love that movie. Man. Love that movie. My all-time favorite movie line is from my all-time favorite movie, okay. obviously. Um, Field of Dreams is my favorite movie of all time. Um, one of those where you could watch it every day and not get sick and tired of it watching it. And when Ray and John, father and son, are getting together 
And, uh, you know, he looks, John looks at Ray and says, is this heaven? You know, and he says, no, it's Iowa. And he says, Iowa? I could have sworn this is heaven. Is there a heaven? Oh, yeah. It's where dreams come true. Maybe this is heaven. To me, that whole, you know, back and forth yeah. is 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 just awesome to me because I grew up with my father throwing catch all the time, playing yep. catch, thinking about the sport of baseball um, daily. And uh, that whole father-son interaction and him for saying, is this heaven? And, you know, they say, no, it's I when it goes on. But to me, it brings chills. No, I agree. Field Dreams is a fantastic baseball movie. Not my favorite baseball movie. I know movie, it's not. But a fantastic baseball movie. No. My number one comes from my favorite baseball movie. And if you uh, are at the end of The Natural, Roy Hobbs is at the plate. Everybody's ex- expecting something big to happen. And he hits what could be a home run, and it goes foul. And as he turns and comes back down the baseline to get back to the play, he looks down, and his bat, Wonder Boy, is splintered. Yeah. And Bobby runs out, the little bat boy, picks it up. or They're standing there. Roy Hobbs hands the bat to Bobby. Bobby's getting ready to run back to the dugout, and Roy turns to him and says, Go pick me out a winner, Bobby. And Bobby runs back with the Savoy special. Yeah. The bat they had made together. The rest is history. <laughs> Roy hits one to the lights. Correct. Best baseball movie there is, my opinion. Yes. But go pick me out a winner, Bobby. Yeah. My single favorite line of any movie ever. There you go. Mic drop, right? <clears throat> All right, I had to step in in the middle of this. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, jeez. We are running while, out of time. While, while I do like that movie, so Bobby hands him the bat. Yeah. Possibly the most awkward part of the movie is when, so he gives him the bat. Roy We're gets in the box. Roy gets in the box. This is David Adam, by the way. And all of a sudden, Bobby starts this awkward backward walk to the dugout. I'm like, dude, get out of the frame. Good grief. It was like one of the greatest moments in the movie was ruined because Bobby didn't know how to exit the scene. Thank you. <laughs> was that necessary? No, it was I, not. I we weren't talking so. about scenes. <laughs> David Adam had to chime in with his big head. I knew. I knew when he turned his chair, he wanted to say something. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Great lines, a lot yeah. of a lot of great lines. I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself for not using a lot any of the lines from Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah, classic. That uh, that's a movie I've watched probably a thousand times. Right, love that movie. Um, denang me, denang me. Yeah, why don't you get a rope and hang me? I was a big fan of the Godfather movies and yeah. the, and those could have yeah. used a lot from those movies. There are so many. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about classic one liners. I thought about Jaws. Yeah, you're gonna need a bigger boat. boat. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite movies growing may, up. May the force be with you. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we've missed some real but classics, but again, this is our favorite. These are the ones that when I when I threw this idea at you, I went and started thinking. These are the ones that came to mind. Right. That's why they're our favorites. What else are you going to do, right? That's why they're our favorites. That's why our top five is our favorite things. There's no need for arguments here. It's just, hey, we want to also know about maybe your yeah. top five. So chime in. Hit us up on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can email us at sports at muddyrivernews.com. 
you can see us out and about. Yeah. Maybe not much over the next five weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> might be hibernating a little. There are other ways to get in touch with yes. us. Yes. Yeah. So I know you've got to run. You've got big things on the horizon. Correct. Yep. Got College it. orientation. You're going back. Oh, wait, you're not going back to school. I am not. I am not Rodney Danger fielding it today. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am not doing the triple Lindy. I'm just going to a freshman orientation. Yes. 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 Well, behave yourself. I will try. Make sure your daughter gets all the classes she needs. Yeah, I'm, I've walked around that campus a little bit, so I don't think I need the tour. I, I don't think you do either. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you, man. We'll, we'll wrap it up next week, Looking and then we'll it. take a little break after that. Okay, I'm ready. Sounds Breathe, good. exhale. Exactly. Yes. All right, buddy. I'll for Ben Marth, I'm Matt Shugman. This has been the Muddy River Breakdown. Muddy River Sports. Our home, our sports. <laughs>